Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you are not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. All right, Nicole, today we are talking about guilt. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really like curious where this conversation is going to go because actually a little behind the scenes for our listeners real quick. The way that Nicole and I prep for these episodes is to essentially put together a couple bullet points and then see where the conversation goes. So <laughs> sometimes we stay we'll on see. track and sometimes we like oh, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the best part of our combos. Yeah. I um so I'm excited to dive into this. Uh so we're gonna be talking about guilt. Um What are some things that come to mind pretty quickly for you when you think about guilt or maybe things that you feel guilty for on a somewhat regular basis? Gosh, (laughs) I feel like guilt is definitely one of those things that's that plagues me. I don't know. And has plagued me for a long time. It's funny because when we started to think about this topic, I was like, oh, yeah, guilt. I'm like, oh, yeah guilt. Oh my God. Definitely a constant in my life. The first thing that comes to mind for me has always been guilt around spending money. Ooh, yeah. I feel like that is a topic in and of itself (laughs) because there's so much. I mean, I think that a lot of the things that we'll bring up on today's episode, like to me, it seems much from like a mindset perspective of like, yeah, I'd be curious why you feel guilty, not you personally, mm. people as a whole, individuals yeah. as a whole. What brings on that guilt? Spending money, I can definitely relate to that. I have a couple stories around that for sure. Yeah, for me, <laughs> I, yeah, mindset, but I think so much of it is shaped from our upbringing. And, mm. the, and I love talking about these things because talking about it can kind of unlock like where these feelings come from these stories and I think just sharing some of like where it all comes from might help I'm I'm curious to know like so you asked me like yeah where does that come from for me personally and I've always wanted to ask you because I've never asked you this because you might think it's like really weird but do you when you buy something and your and it's your parents are aware that you've bought something and it's new a, do they ask you how much it costs? And B, do you tell them the real price or do you give them a parent price? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd laugh because I don't think you do this. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you I, know, I'm like, I'm actually thinking of like instances because I don't feel like we grew up in my house talking about money. Like it wasn't a super open topic. And 
Wow, I've got, I've got a lot of history around this. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of history too. But I, I'll tell you where the I didn't come up with the parent price thing because I heard it, I heard um, the stand up comedian. Do you know Sebastian Maniscalco? He's a stand up comedian in the states. No, he's Sicilian American. And he talks a lot about his family and his upbringing. And he shares, obviously, stories growing up. And one of the things he shared, I was like, oh, wow, that's what I do. I couldn't believe the <laughs> first time I heard someone say that. And he talks about the parent price. He he would never tell his parents. Or when his parents asked him, like, how much did that TV cost? What's it? You got a new TV, you know, why'd you get a new TV and how much does it cost? It'd like literally knock off 90% of the price and it was still too much. And I'm like, I do that too. Really? Yeah. Okay. The more, like with your example and the more that I'm thinking about it, I absolutely did that when, uh, okay, I feel like I did that before I had the money to spend on those things. So like if I was buying something that I really shouldn't have been buying based on the money in my bank account, then I might have done a little price reduction on (laughs) on that. Okay, cool. I've done that. Okay. Yes. All right. Same, same. What about hiding things? When I used to hide, like if I, when I was at uni, I was still living at home with my mom and dad or my mom at the time there, they were already divorced. Yeah. Um, I'd buy like a pair of shoes and I'd sneak them into the house. It sounds so <laughs> silly. I was in my twenties, like early twenties. Like, what am I doing? Sneak it, but I like default sneak it in the house. Don't, don't show my, yeah. my mom. Oh, yep. isn't that terrible? Yep, I've done that. <laughs> I know, and I like why. Well, why do I'm, you think that is? Well, I, like I said, I think it's shaped from upbringing. You know, money was a was a struggle, lot yeah. you know, financial struggles growing up. So saving your money was important, not wasting it, saving it for mm-hmm. a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you think about like today? Well, that's the thing. I still feel guilty. I think I'm still like I really? need to. Yeah, we need to work through this. Let's work through it now. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I, this, this is so fascinating because I actually had this experience um, several months ago. I went over to a friend's house and she was hosting a brunch and she had this like, if you picture on like a TV show or in the movies where like somebody gets googly eyes and like the music starts playing and like you focus in on this one thing, the coffee maker that she had at her house was just like... Like my heart was like beating out of my (laughs) chest over how much I love this thing. And I asked her where she bought it, what kind it was. I got all the details and then I went home and I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it was like an $1,800 coffee maker. (laughs) And I was like, there's no way that I can buy that. But then I was like, why? Mm. why why do I like I why do I automatically feel guilty and bad for even thinking that maybe I would buy a coffee maker that was $1,800 when it's something that I would use every single day and that I absolutely love and that I do have mm. the money to buy that yeah so like why do I feel guilty yeah see I, it's definitely something that's deeply rooted in your subconscious something that's yeah that's been there that, yeah, that you're not even probably consciously aware of. 
No, if I think of just the the situation now when that's how I kind of thought about purchases and buying and spending for myself, I'd have this guilt around it and feel a bit like, you know, a bit of shame, like, oh, I don't want to say that I, you know, bought this thing for myself. And then when I had like this experience early on with Omar when I bought something for myself and I remember the days like, oh, new dress. Oh, congratulations. It's lovely. And I was like, what? Congratulations? You're congratulating me <laughs> on a purchase? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Versus like, why did you buy that? <laughs> How much was it? <laughs> or something? I don't, and, it, and it's not like, I don't, and really it's not like I had those experiences like with anyone else before, but I just, those, I think those are stories that I've kind of, yeah, it's a guilt that comes internally and it's probably more around parents and yeah, money struggles mm. growing up. So, and they just stay with you. So it's, yeah. But anyway, the, what were you going to say? There is actually, <laughs> so, so I have like dug pretty deep because that it bothered me and it's not the mm. only thing that that's happened with. I mm. oftentimes will have a desire to purchase something but then I won't do it because I feel guilty about mm. either spending that money or whatever it might be. Um, and so I, I really did dig deep into where this come from. Like mm. what happened? What was the experience that led me to feel? And so I started thinking about, is it really me spending the money or is it something else that that makes me feel guilty? And I actually uncovered that it wasn't spending the money. It was what people would think about the fact that I spent that money that like, Oh, you're going to go and spend $1,800 on a coffee maker. Look at you. Mm. Like, aren't you, you know, yeah, bougie or what, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And so then I was thinking, mm. why am I worried about that? Like, why does that really affect me thinking about what other people are going to think about the money that I spent on something. And I took it way back to like, I think it was the sixth or the seventh grade. And I was having a conversation with some friends and my mom had just bought me a new comforter for, um, you know, for my bed. And I was telling my girlfriends about it. And um, a girl was like, you like, I don't remember the exact conversation, but it was essentially like you're spoiled. Why you always brag about everything that you have and like kind of, you know, just this confrontation that made me like so insanely uncomfortable was definitely not what I was trying to do, but it very much brought to light for me, I think, and made me feel like I shouldn't talk about the things that I have or that I buy because what if somebody else thinks that I'm trying to brag about it mm. or show it off and I never wanted it to come across like that and so I really think that for me that that is like one of the issues is that I have this deep fear that I'll be judged in a poor light for having things yeah, it sounds, oh gosh, 
It's really intense when you it like dig intense. back and yeah. you like uncover those things, right? Well, because it's a, it's a shaming experience. Like she kind of yeah. shamed you and embarrassed you in fr- when you must have felt embarrassed in front of all your other friends. Yeah. And so that's a really, you know, kind of scarring experience that would right. stay with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's great that you were able to rec- yeah, to find where it came from. I definitely, as uncomfortable as it is to say, I definitely think it came. And, and probably if I think about, I'm, I'm thinking about my parents not having a lot of money and having all these financial struggles. And those are kind of the issues and the, the mindset around money, where that comes from. Probably this friend at the time who, who kind of shamed you could have been projecting you know, something that was coming from home or some struggles around ideas around money that, I mean, obviously you were all really young and probably not able to process your emotions, you know, well or understand the consequences of, but that's a really, that's a really harsh experience, you know? Yeah. It just, it just like opens your eyes to, these limiting beliefs or like the guilt that we hold mm-hmm. or the fear that we feel like it doesn't, it, it can sometimes be like a quite a seemingly insignificant mm-hmm. moment um, yeah. that really like seeded a belief in how you're perceived or how you should feel or what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, But I mean, so spending money is like, you know, just one thing, right? That we might feel guilty for. What are like, what are some other things that you feel are? I feel self-care is one of those things too. And again, this might come from, you know, stressed out parents that don't have time to take care of themselves. And so if I spend any time on self-care or doing things just for myself, that it's tied to a selfishness and therefore I'll feel guilty. Um, so self-care is one of those things that I've, I've kind of started to untangle and realize how important it is more in more recent years, but perhaps, yeah, a decade ago, 15 years ago, anything self-care or anything just for myself, I would have felt guilty about. And do you think that it's because you feel like, oh, I could be doing other things for yeah, the business or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or just, yeah, using that money more wisely or for some something else or for someone else. I feel like that's mm. the guilt has come when it's just for yourself. Then I feel like, oh, that, that's wrong. That's bad. <laughs> okay. So you like you actually you brought it back to the money. Yeah. <laughs> still so, yeah. Oh, wow. Look yeah. at what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I've certainly felt that way about self-care in terms of the time spent because typically self-care isn't like a super fast thing, right? Yeah. You don't do self-care in five minutes. <laughs> you do self-care in maybe like an hour massage mm-hmm. or manicure and pedicure yeah. or, you yeah. know, going right. to the salon or whatever it might be. And, and those things time-wise add up. And I've certainly had feelings of like, okay, that, that will be like an entire day. And that means that I'm not going to be doing, you know, other things that might be able, might be contributing to our household or to the business or. 
It could be making you money, right? Oh my gosh, when you say yeah. that, think, oh, time away from the business that could be making money and I'm now spending money. No, that's that's bad. Definitely have guilt around definitely have guilt around being away from work, which is not healthy. I mean, I, again, we're talking about I think this knee-jerk instinctual guilt and then we're able to process it and say, no, okay, I, I recognize what's happening here and I will still go and get my massage because I need that, you know, I need a break and it's okay, yeah. it's okay to spend money on a massage. But it's just, I think when I think about guilt, I think it's a very um, unconscious kind of knee-jerk almost, yeah, mm-hmm. that you don't think, it's a feeling, right? Do you think most of the time you're able to do that though? Like you catch yourself and you say like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling guilty right Mm -hmm. now. Let me go ahead and walk myself through why I shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, getting a massage or buying a new dress or whatever it might be. Yeah. That justification. Uh, Yeah. I probably do that more and I have a little talk and just, yeah. And I, I end up rationalizing like why this guilt mm-hmm. is irrational. Yeah, I would do right. that and more. Right, and a good, you have that, you rationalize it in a good way, right? Right. Like, to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, so maybe... So do you think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. So maybe if I were you, I'd buy that coffee maker. <laughs> and rationalize <laughs> it and say, you know what? I drink coffee every day, probably multiple times a day. I invite friends over making coffee. I don't know. 1800 is a lot for a coffee maker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that I keep going back to. And I think that part of it, too, is, you know, everybody has different approaches to how they save money and how they invest money and how, yeah, it's so like that. That's such a huge money is such a huge topic. We'll certainly be doing an episode on money, most definitely. I don't know, I guess, though. And and (laughs) so you just you know, gave me a, a tip for rationalizing it. Do you ever find yourself having a conversation with like a friend or something around guilt in terms of, okay, I feel guilty about doing this. I don't think I should do it. Let me pick up the phone and, and call Kate and ask her what she thinks. Or do you feel like it's more of an internalized process you do on your own? Probably more internal. And, and it depends if it relates to say, if it relates to work, if I feel like I, you know, I need to step away for whatever reason and, and that guilt comes in, um, then I, then it would obviously be Omar that I would default to because obviously we're, you know, we're in the business together. So it, I guess it depends on what the activity is or what the thing is. I think I spent, probably spend more time in my head or yeah, talking about it with you, but mostly mm-hmm. probably in my head, just kind of unpacking it and just yeah figuring it out I kind of got to thinking when you said that that you that guilt is kind of like a knee-jerk thing you know that it's kind of like you don't think about Mm. it it just is a feeling that comes Mm. and I wonder in that respect if because I look at fear and I I kind of feel like fear is something that everybody feels it's like an instinctual human Mm. Thing that we feel fear because, you know, however many years ago we had to feel the fear to survive. Yeah, sure. Do you like how how is guilt similar? Do you think? Hey, friends, jumping in here real quick because Nicole and I actually got to a point in this recording where we felt like we had so much more to discuss on this topic that there was no way we could do this episode justice 
without hitting record on a totally separate date and time to wrap this up proper for you guys. So we're about to come back on the mic in our second recording, which we'll talk a little bit about in the beginning and go ahead and continue on with this episode. So we hope you're loving it. We absolutely love this conversation. So let's go ahead and dive back in. All right, Nicole, we are back on the mic and just a little disclaimer here. We got so excited about this topic and maybe a little overly ambitious with our last recording schedule and we ran out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We looked and at the clock Nicole, and was like, what? Okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> but Nicole and I chatted and we were like, there's just absolutely, we listened back to the recording, everything. And then we thought there's just no way that we could end the episode in this way because we still have so much more to talk about when it comes to guilt. And so we are picking up this recording on a different day. So forgive forgive us of any repeats or um Let's call them reminders. (laughs) Right, exactly. And we're being transparent about it, right? So everybody knows a little bit behind the scenes. Yes, our promise, open and honest. (laughs) (laughs) So at the end of our last conversation, we were talking about guilt and the different ways or things in our life that had brought this up. And it kind of got me thinking about uh, feel like, does everyone feel guilt in the same way? Because our conversation was kind of bringing up for me that perhaps people feel all different levels and intensities of guilt. And we had kind of started talking about fear as well, which to me, fear is like very much an innate thing that we feel as humans. Like, everyone feels fear, Mm. right? Um, And I kind of wonder, we were talking about, I think, innate versus learned. Um, Is guilt something that's innate, like fear? Every single person feels it as a human being? Or is it more learned based on experiences, um, things that have happened in the past, how we were exposed to perhaps feeling guilty as we were growing up. Mm. And yeah, I just thought that that, that's kind of an interesting point to discuss because I'm not really sure that I have a a concrete answer for that. What do you think? No, well, it's such a good question because, and and this is why I love our conversations, because it does, it it forces me to think about things in a different way. And I think as a knee-jerk reaction, I would have felt that guilt is something innate that everybody has and similar to fear. But, you know, and this is the great thing about carrying on this uh, conversation this week, Um, having thought about it a little bit more, yes, to some degree, everybody can experience a level of guilt. And I I don't know if I've ever met anyone that hasn't, but then I don't think that everybody experiences the same levels of guilt and the reasons why you might feel guilty, I think come from learned experiences. And honestly, Mm. I think I've kind of processed that in the last week because I honestly thought, oh no, like guilt is something that I am born with. which is a really almost like a messed up thing to say, I feel. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, based on our conversation up to this point, when I think about the ways in which I feel guilt, 
they are learned experiences. They are like mm-hmm. my, that emotion is triggered for me. Not, I don't feel like it's an innate human thing. The same way that I might feel an instant like jump of my heart and fear if somebody comes out of the bushes (laughs) and I'm like fight or flight, right? Right. Like I don't feel that same way with guilt. It's more of kind of like an oncoming emotion um, when I'm faced with a certain experience. And Mm -hmm. that's where I kind of start to think of, okay, if, if it's from learned experiences and it's we feel different levels of guilt because of what has happened in our past, then, you know, what are the reasons why that happens? Why would, why would I feel more guilty? But I I guess that's the answer to the question, right? It's because of our experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always think about, uh, I don't know if we, oh, might be a little bit of a weird one to go into, but I think about um, like Catholic guilt. You know, you often hear mm. people talk about Catholic guilt. So I feel that is something that obviously can't happen to everyone because not everyone is Catholic, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. And so perhaps, you know, those types of, um, you know, institutions or uh, experiences through those institutions or whatever can cause you to feel guilt about things that other people wouldn't feel guilty because they haven't had those experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. If there's just like such a wide variety, if you will, (laughs) of different ways that you might feel guilty, different levels of guilt that you might feel different reasons why you feel guilty. Do you think that there is kind of like a baseline set of steps or things that you could kind of walk yourself through to not feel that way? Because guilt is a crappy feeling. Like it is, I can't think of like a good guilt. Um, And Mm -hmm. so there, there's gotta be a way past it. Right. Yeah, and I think that if you recognize where it comes from, so say it does come from a learned experience or the values of a certain group of people or an ideology that you maybe don't subscribe to and you realize, oh, I'm feeling guilty because of that and that's kind of, that's actually not really what I believe or what I feel or what I think is right or what, you know, uh, aligns with my own personal values, then it's probably a lot of hard work, but that's that's one way to recognize, hang on, perhaps I don't have to feel so bad because mm. it's coming from, it's, you know, it's baggage that's put on me from someone else. And, you know, it's like finding your peeps and realizing, yeah, okay, I don't have to feel bad about this thing that, you know, because, you know, it's either made up or it's either imposed in on you. Mm. Um, That's such a good point about surrounding yourself with people who, you know, it's kind of like people who will support you versus like putting you down for the choices mm-hmm. or decisions that you make. Yeah. Um, which, of course, in turn would make you maybe feel guilty about like, oh, gosh, 
I shouldn't, uh, this person said I shouldn't have chosen that path. I totally shouldn't have. And now I feel awful about it and da, 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 da. You know, it's such a spiral. But yeah, why would you want to hang out with somebody like that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, but that takes a lot of work, right? Especially if you've grown up um, and those ideas maybe have been reinforced. Um, So I definitely think that side of it, um, when it's imposed on you, that can probably be unlearned. Um, When it's guilt where I feel it comes from, I always tie it to empathy in some ways. Like if I'm feeling guilty about something because I'm putting myself in another person's shoes. So, you know, if I consider maybe I haven't spent time with someone and I feel like, oh, they'll probably feel really bad that, you know, that I haven't spent time with them. And so that will, you know, cause me to feel some guilt. And then I feel like, okay, the more empathy I have, then the more likely I might feel guilt because I'm constantly putting myself in someone else's shoes. Um, well, I mean, I think that, you know, to your point, that that's kind of a mind bender because sometimes I feel like that is a bit of a crutch maybe mm. because we're we're allowing an emotion to like fill something where we should actually just be making a decision for ourselves. Yeah. And and I'm, I've done this a million times that I will like, I, I guess actually what I'm trying to get at is like, instead of feeling guilt in that scenario, how could we replace it with something to where, okay. Um, you know, I I haven't been spending a lot of time with my mom lately and Mm. she probably feels bad about that. And so I feel guilty for it. Mm. Instead of feeling guilty for it, if I can take an action, well, first I think it's awareness, right? To be able to say, oh, I'm in a situation where because of empathy or whatever the scenario is, I'm feeling guilty about like this thing. Let me call myself out. I'm aware (laughs) of the fact that I'm feeling guilty. And then taking an action that could replace the guilt. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so I, like maybe instead of like having yourself feel guilty about it, like you pick up the phone and, and you call your mom and you have a great conversation or you make plans with her for next week or... Um, or you just tell her, I mean, like, I feel guilty about this. I'm, and, you know, you have that good conversation that can replace just those feelings that you're just totally. sitting in. Yeah, I think where I was going was like the learned versus innate where I feel like, okay, if we all have a level of empathy, which I do believe people have and even can have it at varying levels and that's fine. I think you can even grow your levels of empathy, which is a, I feel like a really valuable thing to do. That is a bit of an innate uh, trait, I would say. Mm. So if it kind of pushes you to feel um feelings of guilt then maybe that's the innate part but you know the more I think about it I really do feel that um we all do have some levels of it but I wouldn't probably equate it to fear I would feel like guilt comes from far more learned experiences um and just yeah recognizing behaviors that you might feel yeah it's more linked to behavior versus something that's uh, a trait. 
And I think that's a good thing because mm. it means that we have more control over it, right? That we can start to become aware of the things that make us feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And if that's like people in our lives, then we can start to maybe recognize going back to our <laughs> episode on relationships that perhaps those people shouldn't be in our lives. Yeah. Or if our guilt stems from a particular action or thing that we're doing, then maybe we should ask ourselves why we continue to do that thing. Um, So there's any number of like, this is just kind of going back to my thought of like, if it is something that we can control, then what would be like those set of steps that we could take to prevent it again, because nobody likes feeling guilty. Um, It's a rather yucky feeling. Mm. Um, But yeah, I see what you're saying on the empathy front. Do you think that because when I think when I think of empathy, generally speaking, <laughs> um, it kind of seems like maybe more of a feminine trait than a masculine trait. I'm not saying that men don't feel empathy. Mm. Of course they do. And there's many men out there that probably have more empathy than women do. Um, but just generally speaking, do you think that women deal with guilt at a higher level than men? Yeah, I don't think we'd be the first ones to say that women generally tend to be more empathetic. And I feel when it comes to the experiences that I have of guilt, they generally tend to stem from me seeing things from another person's perspective and feeling bad or feeling like, oh, um, yeah, feeling sorry. So I feel that for me, they're two very linked um, situations, empathy and guilt. Um, and yeah, I don't think we're, we're the first ones to say that women tend to have a higher level of empathy. Uh, and again, that's not to exclude our male listeners, which I know we do have male listener friends. Um, <laughs> and so, hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think we do. Do you think that do you think that feeling bad or feeling sorry is the same as feeling guilty? Ah. Oh. Yes, because I think it's and this is the great thing about guilt and when you when you can recognize that um, it's not a trait. It's something that it's it's related to an action or a behavior. So you may feel bad that you've done something like if we're going to be, yeah, we'll take it back to the not spending time with your mom. Um, it's linked to, yeah, feeling, feeling bad that you've maybe neglected, um, neglected them in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So you might feel sorry, you might feel bad and it's, it's related to the action, which you can then say, Oh, okay, well maybe I need to be more conscious or be more aware of, mm-hmm. you know, um, how much time I spend with them or calling or whatever. So yeah, I feel it could be the same. Do you think that's the same yeah. or are they different? I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was hoping that you had the answer, <laughs> but I, I, I can, I, I'm on that train of thought with you. Um, no, but it, it was a genuine question. I'm not sure what I think about that. I mean, I was—I just remembered um, the book. Uh, I thought it was just me by Brene Brown, and it's—it's it's a book on shame. But there's in, in the very early chapters, uh, she she describes how some well, there's 
people confuse uh, guilt, embarrassment, shame as all kind of the same things, but they're all very different. And one of the defining distinctions between guilt and shame is that guilt is tied to uh, behaviors and actions that you feel like you can change and you can feel like they don't uh, necessarily you're not it doesn't it's not your identity that's um, implicated so a very basic example that she gives is let's say you cheat on a test you might feel bad that you cheated so you'll feel bad you'll feel sorry you'll feel guilty that's like oh you know that wasn't the right thing to do I shouldn't do that um, versus and that and and recognizing that will propel you to positive action. Like, okay, I won't, I won't do that again. That wasn't cool. Versus someone who might feel shame as a result of cheating. And then that's tied to, okay, I'm a terrible person. I'm a liar. I'm no good. Mm. And that distinction is very critical because that is like feeling, feeling bad and lowering your self-worth versus, oh, I did something bad. Doesn't define me doesn't make me a terrible person. I just won't do it again or I'll, I'll do better next time. And I think that's mm. really an important distinction. Um, so in, in a way, like feeling sorry, feeling bad, you know, what do we mean by feeling bad? Do you feel like your self-worth is diminished because you did something? Okay, you might be feeling shame there. Or do you feel like, I feel bad that I did that, but it's okay. It's, it, it's not who I am. It's, I want to be better. I want to do better. So I'm not going to do th- that again. Uh, I think that distinction is really, really um, important. And I think that can unlock a lot of perhaps, yeah, you know, if you're feeling guilty about something, if it, if it causes you to feel like you're a terrible person and you can't detach yourself from that, that's, well, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about this, but I suppose, <laughs> I mean, what I'm, but yeah, I don't know. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of thinking like based off from that description from uh, Brene's book that maybe there are some silver linings to Mm -hmm. guilt in Mm -hmm. the respect that they get you to wake up to the fact that maybe you're acting in a way that's not really in alignment with who you want to be and and how you want to show up, Mm -hmm. Um, which of course, like we all need those wake up calls. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, So that, and and like, I mean, even in the example of us talking about, you know, feeling guilt and and the example that we've been giving randomly is spending time with your mom. Um, Certainly you feeling guilty for not doing that. If that pushes you to do it, what a great thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, okay. (laughs) Um, man, I'm thinking of other, um, things that we had, uh, mentioned that perhaps we feel guilty about. And one biggie for me is saying no. And I know that this is something that so many people struggle with, um, you know, because you feel bad. Mm -hmm. And when somebody asks you to do something to participate to support, I think it's, um, you know, again, quite natural to want to say yes, because Mm -hmm. you want to be supportive and you want to help people. Um, But sometimes that comes at the expense of time for self care, Mm -hmm. or, you know, some breathing room in your schedule, or, you know, not double booking yourself. Um, Would you say that you have struggled with that too? I feel I hear you talk about this more and I want to hear more about this because, but when you said double booking, 
yeah, it made me think of maybe when in my younger years, maybe my 20s or yeah, probably around in my 20s because I struggled to say no or I didn't want to disappoint people. I would say yes to multiple things. And then it was like, oh, but you can't do all those things. You can't, you know, you can't commit to all those things. And then you'd, of course, you're going to let one of those people down. You're inadvertently going to not be able to do something because naturally you can't, right? And I was just like, and I honestly had to learn that lesson so many times to just, because then the result of that was always nobody was happy. The people Mm. I had said yes to, all were upset because why did you say yes to that? Why can't you? Of whatever would happen. And I was like, why don't I just learn this lesson to just say no? But because I didn't want to say no, I didn't want to let somebody down. But then I always remember the result was always like, okay, we're all upset now. <laughs> How could this have been yeah. avoided? How could this have just completely been avoided? I could have said no to that one person so that I could have fulfilled my obligations with the other person. Yeah, I I remember feeling that a lot. It took me a long time to drill that into my head. But yeah, I hear you say this a lot. So tell me more. Well, I think that I think it's something that recurs for a lot of people just because we get caught up in the moment and we're excited (laughs) and we get asked to participate in something or to contribute to something or, you know, this happens to me in business a lot where I'll be invited on a podcast or I'll be invited to do a training or a workshop or speak at a conference. And I think one part of it is just my desire to serve. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would love to be able to do everything, but to your point, you can't. And two, I also think there's a certain level of like FOMO that comes Mm -hmm. about and you know, whether it's your excitement over doing something in the business world or in in your personal life equally, right? Come to, you know, dinner this Saturday night or come join us for a day at the beach on Sunday. And that sounds very exciting, especially in the moment when you're face to face with someone and saying no might feel a little bit awkward or saying no might seem harsh or rude. Um, So there are so many other things that come into play when trying to make a decision. And it's just become like a very interesting thing to think about for me because one, I know I'm certainly not alone in overcommitting. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, again, that's not a good feeling because then you're stressed, you're stretched too thin. And, you know, like you said, you're probably in the end letting someone down most certainly yourself, because, you know, I honestly and bluntly don't think that you respect your time when you overcommit yourself. Mm. You're blatantly disrespecting your own time, which I think is a huge deal. Um, And just like kind of getting more into time management. And I'm just like probably overly conscious of these things now after focusing on it for a really long time. And and it's, you know, it's something that I still struggle with, but I feel like I have become a lot better in recognizing those moments. And I mean, the biggest thing for me is I never, I used to always feel like I had to respond in the moment and I Mm. do not do that anymore. Like I will not commit to plans in the moment if I'm invited somewhere or asked to do something or um, given an opportunity. Like my go-to for 
everything, even if I'm like, I'm obviously going to say yes to that. I always say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me check my calendar and get back to you. Because there's so there's just way too often that you can be like carried away and excited and just say yes in the moment without really realizing what that means for your time. I think that's such a great skill and habit or whatever you want to call it to develop because that time to process and think versus just because I feel like my personality trait is more like okay respond right away and yeah then you get yourself into trouble like (laughs) I used Mm -hmm. to and the worst thing is that resentment that comes from like oh why did I do that and then so again in the end everybody's disappointed including yourself because you end up sometimes feeling quite resentful like why did I sign up for this why did I commit to this and you really have just yourself to look at and 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 to thank for it (laughs) so to speak and that's not fair to the other person right the other person is inviting you to do whatever they're inviting you to do because they want you to be like excited and show up. So if you can't be excited and show up, like you're doing a disservice to both yourself and that other person when you could have just said no. No. (laughs) I mean, I know it's not that easy, which is why we're talking about it. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, saying no is one of those things where I think I've carried around more guilt than I should around that, but I'm working on it. It's a cultural thing too because I learned in when I in my time in Japan that saying no uh, I might be misrepresenting this but saying no is inappropriate or it's rude uh, and it's kind of just not mm. done and so if you do invite someone say for an outing and, and dinner whatever an invite and they can't make it they'll never say no directly but they will somehow they'll find a way to not say yes but it's not it's not a no either (laughs) (laughs) this Uh, sounds like a massive miscommunication error (laughs) yeah but but it's a cultural thing too so this very direct of like saying no to something and I think Mm. the reason why you also feel sometimes it's hard to do is because it is a kind of uh maybe it's confronting or it's might have a bit of a layer or a tinge of rudeness to it so to speak um so I, I kind of understood that it was very frustrating in the beginning when I was living in Japan and it was not clear and like you you said, it's, it, it, uh, is there a miscommunication here? Are you saying yes? Are you saying no? I don't know. I don't understand. Mm. Just tell me. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. but you can't force that because that's that's my value and that's my kind of cultural perception. Um, but, yeah, so so I can see why, you know, you might – it's a learned thing and, and it's kind of a habit and I think it's an admirable thing to be able to be very clear and to not commit, to say no in a polite way or to say – you know, to buy yourself more time and process and give yourself time to process. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, funny, <laughs> funny memories. Yeah, I'm just like turning those <laughs> moments in my head from quite some time ago. Yeah, all the, the like, certainly can't dismiss cultural differences. And I mean, the experience that you have versus the experience the other person is having at any given moment could be you know, drastically different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, are there any other topics that you want to bring up before we wrap up about like guilt around certain things? 
Well, when we talk about guilt, how can you not talk about guilt around food? Food. <laughs> uh, do we have? Do we? Are we going to run out of time again and have to do a part? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Another pickup. <laughs> I don't know. We could we could delve into this now, or we could save this for another time. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you feel guilty around food? Is this something you want to d- unpack now? I certainly do. I feel like I have come, I have like run marathons around um, my food guilt. Um, I can definitely remember a lot of times in my life that I've felt guilty for food um, intake. Okay. But I feel like I've I've come a really long ways with this. What would, like give me a rundown? What's your unpack it? Oh, unpack this now. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. This is a big one. This is a big one. And when you said run, mar- you've run marathons around this. I've probably run multiple marathons around this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it is a huge topic, and I think that uh, I, I know that everyone can relate. So w- we do need to do this justice. Okay. So how about we just. Ooh, I mean, and guilt was a, bit, was a big topic. Um, mm-hmm. So how about, dear listeners, friends, um, we will revisit this one. We will come back to this one. Future food episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, Nicole, this has been such a valuable conversation as are all of them, but I really appreciate us being able to just be open and honest about a, you know, kind of heavy topic Mm -hmm. about guilt. So as we close out today's chat on guilt, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. All right, friends, until next time.